In the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, we find a passage of scripture that continues to be one of the most engaging and powerful verses of the word. The prophet talks about the suffering of Christ. He talks about what Christ would endure and how he would endure it. But he lets us know that his suffering was not for himself. His suffering was for you and I. So much so that he says that he bore our griefs and he carried our sorrows. And it even lets us know in an earlier verse before it gets to that piece, it tells us he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was laid upon him and with his stripes we are healed. If you really think about that one particular verse from Isaiah 53, there are four words there that really kind of caught my attention. Word number one, wounded. Word number two, bruised. Word number three, chastised. Word number four, stripes. In one way or another, there was some type of hurt, some type of affliction that was laid upon our Savior. And the reality of it is, is that he did it for you and I. Long story short, to every preacher, young and old, that's the message we've got to declare. That's the message we've got to give. We, we deal with politics. We talk about current events. We deal with the current issues of the day but we cannot get away from preaching, teaching, and sharing the gospel. And tonight, I've come tonight to just offer a word of encouragement to every young preacher. To every young preacher, I encourage you tonight to not only preach the gospel, but become so familiar with the gospel that you allow the gospel to have an effect on your life. Donnie McClurkin, Pastor Donnie McClurkin says that many folks have gotten a mixed up view of the gospel. He says that the gospel is simply the birth, the death, the resurrection, and the second coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So now more than ever, if I may be so bold to encourage us as preachers of the gospel with all that is happening in our world and with all of the wickedness that is in our world and with all of the trouble that is in our world, with all of the distress that the people of God are under, and even those who are sinners who have not yet come to a saving knowledge of God and have accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, people need to hear the gospel. They need to hear the gospel. The word gospel comes from a Greek word that simply means euaglion, which simply means that we've got to tell you the good news in the bad times. I need somebody to catch that. The good news in the bad times. Can I tell you why this is so important tonight? I was reading an article earlier today that was dealing and really had nothing to do with scripture or a biblical standpoint, 
But God has a way of giving an awesome revelation even through the natural. I was reading an article earlier today about wound care, about taking care of wounds. When you have been wounded, perhaps you've been cut or some sort of laceration or something of that nature. You have to properly take care of that wound. And that article basically said that in order for the wound to heal properly, the wound has to undergo three things. One, it's got to undergo cleansing. Two, it's got to undergo protection. But then three, a wound has got to undergo monitoring. Now, I know, you know, really in a real sense, when we think about it in the natural sense, we think about cleaning a wound, we've got to clean the wound, we think about protecting it, that means that we've got to cover it with something. And then we've got to monitor it, which means ever so often, we've got to take that protective covering off, take a look at the wound to make sure that the wound is healing properly. And if it is not healing properly, then there's something else that we need to do or we might need to look at something else to make sure that this wound is healed. Tonight, I want to talk because I've heard the Lord in my spirit, man, say that this message is particularly for those of us in the preaching ministry who have battled hurt, encountered hurt, we have recovered from hurt, or perhaps are still dealing with hurt. Please understand that in order for us to effectively help the people heal, we ourselves must undergo some spiritual wound management. So tonight, I want to talk to young preachers, and I want to encourage us as preachers, and not just young preachers, all of us as preachers, all of us in the body of Christ, because isn't it so oh, so amazing that people are quick to say that they are always hurt by the church? I've been hurt by the church. The church hurt me. I went through this, and I was hurt by the church. And one of the things that I tell people all the time is that we've got to stop talking about the church hurt us. The church never hurt you. I want to say that again. The church has never hurt you. Young preacher, the church didn't hurt you. Body of Christ, the church did not hurt you. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. You encountered somebody in the church and somebody in the church hurt you. But here's here's where I want to deal with it. I don't want to talk so much about who hurts you. What I really want to encourage you to do is make sure you take care of that wound when they hurt you. See, so many times, especially in ministry, when people hurt us or we've been hurt in the church by somebody in the church, we are quick to let that wound fester. And instead of it healing, it gets worse because we don't want to deal with it. And young preacher, let me tell you, you've got to be able to deal with that hurt. You've got to encounter that hurt. You've got to face it face to face so that you can, Mr. Kaya, you're dead on it, so that you can heal. So we've got to take some proper, what I call spiritual wound management. And tonight, this is not just for the young preacher. If I may be so bold, I'm actually talking to myself as I talk to you. I'm actually ministering to myself because if I may be honest, I've been hurt. 
throughout, throughout these 29, soon to be 30 years of preaching God's gospel and carrying God's gospel, I have been hurt. I have been hurt by people who tried to work behind the scenes to bring me down. I have been hurt by people who used my gifts for their own hidden agendas. I have been hurt by people I trusted and then they turned on me. But let me let you in on a little secret. If I had not taken time to deal with those wounds, if I had not taken time to heal from what I had gone through, I would have missed out on some golden opportunities and some great blessings right in front of my face. So I want to encourage you, heal. How, how do we heal, Pastor, as, as preachers? How do preachers heal? What should we do? Well, in reading this article, it just dropped ever so clearly in my spirit. Reality just came so clear in this article I'm reading today about wound management. Because the first thing that they say is, if you're going to properly take care of a wound, the first thing you got to do is clean it. You got to cleanse the wound. You got to cleanse it. That's, that's the first thing. Proper wound management. First thing first, cleanse the wound. Cleanse that area that has caused you pain. Cleanse that area that has caused you hurt. Cleanse that area because truth be told, when we have wounds on our bodies, they will not heal properly if they have not been properly cleansed. If they haven't been washed with water, if they have not been cleansed with some antiseptic, something has to go in to clean it. And one of the things that I have discovered is sometimes cleaning wounds is painful. It hurts. But in order for you to heal, in order for that wound to heal, you got to clean it. So for preachers, for us as, as believers, for the body of Christ, how do we clean spiritual wounds? It's a twofold process. The first thing you've got to do is pray. And you've heard me say this so many times before, and I will continue to say it. There is power in prayer. We have got to be able to be serious with God enough to go before God and seek God and ask God for his help. Number one, you got to pray. But then here's a flip side, and please y'all don't get upset with me, but I got to tell you, the next step to cleansing that wound is you got to learn how to forgive. And when I'm talking about forgiveness, I'm not just talking about basically saying I forgive you and I'm just going to move on. There, there's enough of that going on. Talk is cheap. The word forgiveness simply comes from a word that simply means to reinstate. In other words, I'm going to wipe the slate clean. I'm going to clean the slate. We're going to start all over. I'm going to act, get ready for this. True forgiveness says that I'm going to act as if what happened to me did not happen to me. Now, is there anybody who will agree with me that that can be painful? And that is a journey all by itself. It takes time to get to that place. Here's why. Here's why. If you don't embrace the source of the wound, if you don't embrace what caused the wound, 
you never will know how to properly clean it. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, one of the things that I have discovered in my own life is that sometimes we are good for putting the blame of a womb on somebody else when it was actually our own doing that caused us to be wounded. Tight but it's right, as the late Rem White would say. The reality of it is, sometimes we can actually wound ourselves. Sometimes our wounds are self-inflicted. Think about it. And if you don't deal with it, some of the things that are actually for your good or there are there to help you, you will begin to perceive it as something that hurts you. Is that making sense tonight? Is that making any sense to anybody? The thing about it is we've got to learn how to forgive those that hurt us. We've got to learn how to forgive those that caused us the pain. And the truth be told, Pastor Howard, you're dead on it. Sometimes if you don't deal with it, you'll never get to the root of the problem. See, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's, it's not what was said. It's because it remotely reminded us of something somebody else said to us. I speak from experience, from experience, being hurt in, in, in previous relationships and previous encounters. And then I come into something else with my guard up. And if it looks anything remotely like what I've been through, my guard goes up to a heightened level. And now I'm really having to step back when I got to deal with it, clean it out, clean the wound out. You've been wounded. You may as well face it. Let's face it. You've been wounded. You have been hurt. Get to the heart of it. Make sure it is not self-inflicted. Make sure that it is not something that you're bringing on yourself. As a matter of fact, matter of fact, I got scripture. I got scripture. I wrote it down. Where is it? First John chapter one, verse nine says this, watch this, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sin. Please don't stop there. This is one of the reasons why I love the word of God, because the word of God will always come to, the, come to life when you need it. He said, not only will he forgive you of your sin, but keep reading that verse. He then comes back and says, he will cleanse you from all unrighteousness. In other words, I'm not only going to make sure that, that I wipe the slate clean, but I'm going to clean it up. Y'all ready for this? God, I feel a preacher right here. I'm going to clean it up so there is no trace of the dirt and the grime and the situation that caused you to get there in the first place. So you got you to gotta clean that wound up. You got to go before God and ask God, Forgive me. Come on, David. Create in me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit because I only want to do the things that are going to bring glory and honor to you. 
I don't want anything standing in my way of the miracle. I don't want anything standing in the way of what you've got for me. I don't want anything standing in my way of my destiny. I don't want anything standing in the way of your promise being fulfilled. I don't want anything standing in the way of everything I'm praying and I'm asking God for. I don't want anything standing in the way of it being delayed because tonight you do know that when God makes a promise, it might be delayed, but it is never denied. So I got I to gotta clean the wound. How do I clean the wound? I got to make the choice to, be, to forgive. I got to clean the wound of all the bitterness. I'm talking to somebody. Clean the wound of all of the hurt, all of the strife, all the resentfulness, because the reality of it is sometimes we think we're over it, but we ain't over it because it keeps coming up. Get rid of the bitterness, get rid of the hurt, get rid of the guilt, get rid of the anger. Get to a place that if the person you hurt, that hurts you rather, comes into your presence, it doesn't change your demeanor nor your attitude. I want to say that one more time. Please let me say that one more time. Please let me say that one more time. Cleanse yourself of the wound, cleanse the wound that have cleanse that area that you have been hurt in to the point that when you come in contact or come into the presence of the person that hurts you, it doesn't change your demeanor or your attitude. God, I feel a preacher right here. You can speak to him and it doesn't, it doesn't hurt you to speak. You can say hello. Good morning. God bless you. And it doesn't shake you. Man, I'm talking to myself right about now. Here's the other thing you got to realize about cleaning, cleaning that, that, that area, cleansing that wound. Do you not know that if you don't clean the wound, the wound becomes more toxic? And the more toxic it comes, the more rotten it comes. And when it becomes rotten, the only thing you can do that will save your life is cut it off. Remember what Jesus said, and I'm going to move on. I may have to pick this up next week because I don't want to be on long tonight. I need you to catch this. Remember what Jesus taught the disciples when he was teaching them about the Lord's Prayer? He said to them after he taught them the model prayer in Matthew chapter 6, he comes back and he says to them, that if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will forgive you your trespasses. But then the following verse, he continues, but if you forgive not men their trespasses, your heavenly father will not forgive you your trespasses. Clean the wound. Make the choice to forgive. Make the choice to forgive. Now, once you have cleansed the wound, the next thing you've got to do is after you cleanse it, watch this, you've got to protect it. You've got to protect it. Once, once it's been cleaned, once it's been cleaned, I've got to protect it. I've got to protect it. That's it, Pastor, Pastor Eatman, you're exactly right. Exactly right. When I can see that person and it doesn't affect my demeanor, it doesn't bring up any negative feelings, then I know I have forgiven. 
And can I say this? Can I say this? I may have to pick this up next week, y'all. I got to pick this up next week because I'm hearing the Lord and I just want to follow the leading of the Lord. I want to flow in this for a minute because I, I, I don't know, perhaps I'm ministering to somebody and I'm talking to somebody, perhaps somebody listening by podcast. This is really talking to, this is really ministering to you. So let me just stay right here for a minute. Please allow me to stay right here for a minute. You do understand and realize that forgiveness is not for the person that wronged you. Forgiveness is not for the person that wounded you. Forgiveness is not for the person that that took advantage of you and made you feel less important than what you really are. Please understand, forgiveness is for you. Forgiveness is for you which gives me a good point tonight to just say, and perhaps this might be the perfect place for me to close. When you get to a place that you are strong enough to cleanse the wound of all the bitterness, all the strife, all the resentfulness, all the guilt, all the hurt, all of the anger, I hear you, Holy Spirit, all of the self-pity, because sometimes we are actually killing our own influences and we are delaying our own destinies because we are stuck in a spirit of guilt and self-pity. I don't know who that's for, but I need to say to you tonight, God created you unique unto himself. He saw something wonderfully awesome in you but you are delaying the hand of God on your life because you are beating yourself up over something you went through years ago. You are beating yourself up over a mistake you made years ago. Tonight, I'm hearing the Lord saying to tell somebody, let it go. Let it go. Stop beating yourself up. Stop blaming yourself. God, I hear you tonight. You made a mistake. You made a mistake. Confess it. And then once you confess it, seek forgiveness. Forgive forgive them. And then make sure you forgive yourself. That's the only way you're going to clean the wound. And, that, and that's not just limited to ministry. That's even in relationships, even in marriages. You had a bad marriage. It wasn't all the spouse's fault. You did some stuff. But you got to cleanse your spirit. Ask God to forgive you. And then you've got to forgive yourself so that you can move to that next place. I hope I'm helping somebody tonight. You got, you've got to forgive. You've got to seek the Lord. You've got to go before God in all honesty and ask him to forgive you. And then once you ask him to forgive you, isn't it a joy to know that he makes space for you to forgive yourself? to every person that is watching me, to every person that is listening to this podcast, to every person that perhaps is watching a review of this 
mentoring talk tonight, you have been dealing with hurt and you've been wondering why you can't get beyond where you are. You feel like I'm making two steps forward and I'm being pulled five steps back. Every time I think that I'm going to be okay, something comes along and it remotely reminds me of what I have been through. Tonight, the Lord sends me tonight to tell you, heal. Your first step to healing, clean the wound. How do I clean the wound? I got to get all of the dirt. I got to get all of the grime. I got to get it out of the wound. I got to get it, and I hate to be graphic, but I got to paint a picture. I got to get the, 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 the dried blood that is dried up in there. I got to get it out. I got to clean it up. I got to clean up some of that skin that has been broken. I got to clean all of that up. Spiritually, we got we to gotta rid ourselves of this bitterness that many of us are harboring. We got to rid ourselves of the feeling of self-pity. I'm talking to a young preacher right there. The feeling of inadequacy has wounded you. The feeling of thinking you're not good enough has wounded you. The feeling of thinking I'm not as good as somebody else or I can't get somebody else, it has wounded you. Tonight I want to encourage you, clean the wound. Clean the wound. Have mercy upon me, O God. I'm closing right there. I heard the Lord. With all of your loving kindness, with all of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. Psalm 51, and I'm closing. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from all of my sin. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against thee and thee alone have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shaped in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. You desired truth in the inward parts and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Here's where I'm closing tonight. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness that thy bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Come on, somebody. Broken bones rejoicing? Celebrating in painful situations. Hide thy face from my sins. Blot out all mine iniquities. This ought to be our prayer tonight. You want to clean your wounds? Here's your prayer. Create in me. A clean heart, O oh God. Renew a right spirit in me. Cast me not away from thy presence. <laughs> and take not your Holy Spirit away from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. And uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors your way. And sinners shall be converted unto thee. I'm done tonight, beloveds. I pray this, this moment or two of sharing has been helpful to you. I've only dealt with the first key to spiritual healing 
and, I, and I'm going to come back. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. On, on the 12th of, November, of October, we will be back. Next Monday, for those of you just joining us in closing, next Monday um, is our Dear Young Preacher Mentoring Talk Roundtable. It's open to all pastors and all preachers. Pastors and preachers only will, are invited to become a part of our roundtable. We're just going to connect with one another, and we're just going to receive some counsel. We're going to receive some, some, some uplift. We're going to receive some, some, some correction if need be from one another. It is open to pastors and ministers only. You must be a part of the Dear Young Preacher Mentoring Group to receive the information as to how you can connect uh, for uh, our roundtable on next Monday night. I am indeed excited about the opportunity to share. But when we return on October the 12th, I'm going to take us a step further and show us not only do we clean the wounds, but now that we have cleansed the wounds through prayer and forgiveness, I'm going to show you through the word of God how you can protect the wound so that the wound, get ready for this, will not get infected.